So welcome back to another episode of the Deduction is Podcast, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening, hurling insults, um, throwing sandwiches, food across your screen, whatever else is nearby. It's great. You can throw hard objects, (laughs) hard objects, soft objects, water. Don't throw water at your phones. Don't do it. Liquids, you cheeky mares. It's for all. (laughs) It's for all. With speaking of mares. Phoebe's went up for uh, a go on the uh, horses this afternoon. It was it was wild, absolutely wild, because she's had like a, a couple of years off. And um, I know this uh, I know this woman that used to work with me um, at one of the other places. She's an absolute diamond, salt of the earth, one of the coolest nah. people you ever hope to meet. You'll meet her at the wedding. She's 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 honest. She's really cool. They're around a fella. Awesome. Um, uh, but she works in stables, owns horses. That's like she yeah. lives that life. Um, so we went That's up yeah. and Phoebe's got on this giant guy, Preston. He's like a horse version of Cookie, soft. You know, he's trying to nibble at my jacket. So I'm like, get off, get away. So now <laughs> now this top smells of horse slobber um, and the like. But it's great. I thought you were going to say it turned into him just plain up eating your jacket. <laughs> just yeah, you crack on. Get your protein started out as horseplay, excuse the pun, and it just turned <laughs> into just downright vandal vandalism of your your property. And this is where you tell me how you killed Preston. Make sure you save me enough. <laughs> Insurance, each pizza, like and some of sides. Yeah. There's going to be nothing left. You do that. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Gabe's like at least half a foot taller than me now. So <laughs> you just hear what sounds like a Hoover and the pizza's gone. <laughs> well, I say, if you listen closely, you can hear cardboard dying. <laughs> but yeah so we we went up on these uh, on these horses and i was talking to sammy about the um the the retraining qualifications for the british stunt registry okay and and uh because they send you through like the the new kind of uh, details each year and the like mm. of what you need to do because i've i've let my uh my membership uh, run out and um I, I haven't got that kind of money anymore <laughs> basically <laughs> um and so I've, I've sent her the list. She's like, oh, we'll have you doing that. I'm like, no, oh. no, you don't, you, you don't understand. That was just to show you how nuts it is. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Not <laughs> interested. Yeah, go on, it'll be all right. Yeah, we'll get you up. It's great. <laughs> like, I, I, love that, I love that kind of stuff. Because like when Phoebe got on this horse, and this horse isn't small at all. This is a big yeah. horse. Okay. And so the, I, I don't know what it's called, but they've got that kind of rope that attaches to the front bit of the, yeah. of the buckles and whatnot that helps to lead them uh, around and keep the pace and whatnot. She just yeah. dropped that over the top of Pre- Preston, is the horse's name, dropped that over the top of Preston's head. I just, yeah, go on, off you go. <laughs> but, but I'm on a horse. <laughs> but like Phoebe was like, yeah, go on, we're having some of this. Let's do it. I imagine she was like John Wicking on the side, you know, like two <laughs> motorcycles trying to take her off with with swords, and she's got pulled out the old gun and <laughs> half diving to the side. <laughs> well, they were doing like kind of uh, balance testing with all of like this stuff and this yeah. stuff, and they have to lean back and touch the tail. And I was thinking, just lean back gentle spank on the arse it'll drop a back kick out and sully out some bad guys that'll, uh, that'll get it done i'll take out the accuser ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's people here there's people here yay it is live Welcome. it is lives we are t- we are we are taking questions uh mr mr sorensen 
I am. Um, I can't pronounce your first name, sir. So I apologize. Uh, Light Shadows is here. Anyway, so there, there are at least people here that I can announce yeah. this game to. Okay. There's so someone in the ether. In the stream that we did um, last time, where we ended up, uh, I, I th was it last time or was it the time before? Who cares? It's not last time. Last time. Yeah. Actually, right? It's like when people start a story with, uh, "I was talking to." That guy who, you don't know. Who was I talking to? That's not I'm the important part of the story. Name. And then you spend five minutes going, oh, what was it? What was it? Should have taken one of my courses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it, it came out that Adam is constantly in different rooms uh, and the like. So to um, please you all, uh, <laughs> you know, all two, three, there's <laughs> about six billion people here. Um, uh, <laughs> at the moment, we thought it would be fun, or rather, I'm trying to jump in on the fact that Adam thought it would be fun um, to, for you guys to try and figure out what room he is actually in, if it is even his house. Has he committed grand larceny? Yeah, I, Shh. I, <laughs> if you if you listen closely and turn down turn up your volume, you can still hear their screams from the basement, and sometimes. I sleep in their beds. <laughs> it got dark really it quickly. <laughs> it just reminds me of a Jimmy Carr gag. He was like, every night at the end of gigs, I've got a group of women screaming, banging on my door, and sometimes I let them out. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll um, we'll give that we'll give that a um, uh, a, a couple of minutes. Um, but it seems to have come up in the comments as well. Any questions you've got, guys, fire away. Um, if I see them, we'll add them in. And if I don't, because how they scroll past in the feed, then jump on in the next one and we'll get them done then. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, how you been? It's, it's been, it's been <laughs> at least whoa, 13, maybe even 14 minutes since we've seen Something you. like that, hasn't it? Since we, since we last caught eye of one another. Or I'll ask caught eye of you, and once again you ignored me in the shopping centre. So, <laughs> it's not that it bothers me or anything. It's well, you know, listen. feelings can get hurt, <laughs> smashed on maybe. You know, you you turn up wearing and wearing a, a. I was I was I was about to try and make sort of a ludicrous like lads football shirt comment then, but when when I, when I did this, my brain was like, you've got none of that knowledge. That's that's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's going nowhere. <laughs> I was about to come up with some sort of little uh, since last time we spoke to each other England hadn't been Germany since 1966 and now they have and that's the first time I've ever shared football news with you and I think yeah. this should just be laid down as a historical moment cemented in time exclusive for the Deductionist yeah. podcast and Ben I've and Adam are talking about football I've got nothing more than that no nor have I um <laughs> so <laughs> I, I will I will share with you the the last conversation that I had about football, um, which was which was very recently. Um, yeah. Obviously, it, 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 I, I remember it as well. It was along the lines of Ben, will you stop kicking it at my front window? <laughs> Never. <laughs> it's because you keep moving your face. So. <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a case. I, um, I, th I think it was Portugal that were on the telly. Um, at the time, whoever Portugal were playing in the last round. Yeah. And it was a case of, Ben, you don't seem like you like football. That was the opening comment. 
<laughs> and he, I was like, no, uh, I don't really. <laughs> so, oh, why, what, why not? What a keen eye you have. <laughs> and I, I will tone this down, given that my kids are just over there, right? Yeah, they're really um, So my reply was, yes, I would rather be repeatedly punched in the genitals for 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my thoughts were that if I was going to watch 22 overpaid millionaires who are wearing far too much makeup dance about for 90 minutes yeah. i would i would much rather watch rupaul's drag race <laughs> because at Love least it. that's entertaining yeah i saw at a meme of it it was i think it was on the german side one of the cameramen must have zoomed in on a, a german child crying after england had won and as funny as it was all i could think was like that's the accurate depiction of me whenever i get caught in a conversation about football and realize i can't escape <laughs> so you, please please don't come to me or when i'm in that situation and the question lands on me how do you think stealing did in last season <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't want to share these words with you because I'm, they'll I'm, just be made up <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to take these off so you can appreciate the full feelings of this right my, my dad he, he's a quintessential stokey right he's um yeah. he's a stoke city fan through and through Loves his sports, and every time I go around, like he's 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 getting close to eighty now, so he just talks, and like I mean, you, you, you you know yourself, your dad's pretty much the same, you yeah. know. He just he just talks, and like to, like two Furbies, you put them together, and it makes some sort of conversation. <laughs> it's just nonsensical noise. Exactly. So I go around, and my my dad's got the got the football on. He's talking to me about this player and this player and what he did with this and the last match that he went to. And then yeah. you know, on one part, I'm like, I love that he's he's kind of sharing this with me. We're bonding, but reality in my head, I'm just. <laughs> just a football rotating around. <laughs> With couldn't give a fudge <laughs> written upon it. Yeah. I imagine it would be sort of like one of those moments where dad, I'm really glad now we've reached a stage where we can just talk to one, one another and share our thoughts and just have a conversation as men. But I just want you to know, I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I my... don't give a shit. <laughs> We, uh, I, I used to play football years ago when I, yeah. when I was a kid, you know, b before the beard uh, grew in and uh, before I found out that Sherlock Holmes was a thing, legitimately. Um, I, used to, I used to play in goal in being, being, oh. quite, being, being quite large and quite sprightly. I was, I was quite good, you know, yeah. like purely a genetics thing, not a skill thing. I just kind of yeah. got in the way of things that were fired at me. That was all. <laughs> That's how executions work. Uh, that's it, right? That's how, like, kind of most low-key adult films work too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist the opportunity. But um, like, uh, I, one of the last games I played before I, I quit football forever, uh, I'm, I'm in goals, and I I kind of made a mistake, and I'd let this. Uh, let this attacker pass me and the defenders had to save my bacon and yeah. um the uh a few of the dads including my own were kind of shouting at me football in terms of what i should have done like we've all seen it spectators shouting what the players should have done because for yeah. some reason the spectators know better and um i remember 
no word of a lie. I can picture it clearly. It was on Shots Field. It was a warm, sunny day. It was muddy down the side. It was about four or five old men, kind of, you know, mid-50s at the time. <laughs> and I'd, I'd rip my gloves off. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care what's happening. You shut your mouth. Stop talking to me. Just shut up. <laughs> And every last one of them just kind of went. <laughs> you come and play. He's not allowed to talk to us, is he? What? <laughs> <laughs> it was, see, that, reminds, it, that reminds me very specifically of a Lee Evans stand-up. <laughs> no, 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 no. You. You. Oh, I just can you go round him? <laughs> just tap it in the net. That's all. Just tap it in the net. <laughs> I've been one of those people before where I think probably when I was younger, uh, if I ever went to like football games with their mates and stuff like that, wouldn't really sort of like to get involved. But a lot mm. of people would just sort of stand on the side and watch. And you get in the whole banter of like, you know, you're just trying to get on with the other lads and it'd be like, oh, are we? Go around. Yeah, 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 all right, pass it to him, pass it to him. Like, just people on the line who weren't playing, including myself. But yeah. I imagine, and I'm so glad you couldn't do this in real life, if you muted every single one of them <laughs> where they probably had actual kind of knowledge of the game, what they were doing, you'd just hear me going, yeah, and then purple, three, two, five, eight, what, who? I'm going home for my tea later. I'm probably having sausage and mash. <laughs> It's, nonsensical mush just thrown in there just to make think, it sound like I know what I'm on about. Absolutely. I think to sum up yours and my feelings on uh, on football, Moss does it quite yeah. well uh, in, in terms of if you guys have ever seen the it crowd, it's a, oh, that guy has it. Now that guy has it over there. Oh, now that guy has it. That seems to have <laughs> angered everybody around us for some reason. Oh, now he's kicked it over there. And for some reason, people are really pleased about that. <laughs> I always go to the like Moss as well. I always go to the stereotypical, slightly Cockney accent of when we talk about football, having a laugh, messing about, messing about, mate. <laughs> like oh, all football man. games happen on the set of Snatch. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> Imagine anyway. if you said that uh, to a football like you're having a laugh. You what, sir? <laughs> you what, sir? Don't be <laughs> daft, mate. You, have you heard footballers? They aren't that eloquent at all. <laughs> <laughs> Running around with them on. How, how, how do you feel about the game? Or, or how do you feel it went? And then they go. Well, well, I, I'm just, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just going to go out there and try and score. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is, there is a bloke I saw online who um, I forget what team he was playing in, but he's well known for just giving one word answers and the interviewer is just grasping at nothing to try and get him to talk like you really went you did well this match how do you think you guys got the cup how do you think how do you think you got to this point trained <laughs> oh well how well do you think you're gonna do next time do you think you're gonna do something different Are your strategy's gonna change do you think you're gonna sort of uh, add something new to the mix no <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you could do better next time Train more. <laughs> <laughs> that it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Brilliant. Oh. And I'm sure the guy even like it goes quiet as the mic is just next to his face. He's like, 
Like you can tell there's some sort of publicist behind him that's just like, and he's just like, <laughs> I don't know. He's, he, he knows three words. I don't know what to do. <laughs> anyway, so listen, nobody has been brave enough to, um, to guess uh, in the stream yet uh, in terms of what room you were in. So do you want to give us, do you want to give us a tour? Do you want to put, put, give, put, give you a clue. Put us, put us out of your misery. Put us out of my, are you in a jacuzzi? Were you doing that the whole time? Did you not see my satisfied expression <laughs> when I got was, to leave the bathroom? There, there was at one point I saw you go. <laughs> I just thought, oh, no, he's doing it again. <laughs> doing that bloody face. Yes, I was in the bathroom. <laughs> he was in the bathroom, ladies and gentlemen. It's amazing how we get around these issues of where I need to, to go to the toilet to go potty. <laughs> but we but we do a podcast. <laughs> okay, let's 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 check in with the comments, see what's going on. Um, it's disgusting. Get him off air. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so uh, yes, there is a there is a lag. A few of the people have uh, have commented. There is a lag in terms of oh, someone went for kitchen. Sorry, I missed that one. Um, oh, eh. no, yeah, we see was, all the guesses now. It was the bathroom. Um, so there is a lag in terms of when I say this versus when you guys will see it as well. Um, so he might have just guessed kitchen around the time that we'd actually spoken about the room. So who knows? Who knows these things? So there there is a bit of a lag uh, yeah. between there. Um, who does here? She's very happy. She caught the live stream. Nice. Great to see you. Um, okay. Oh, here we go. We've got a question. Um, why should the average person be interested in learning to be a deductionist? What are the benefits and drawbacks of taking the effort to learning these skills? That's an interesting one. The drawbacks, like what exactly would you say the drawbacks are? See, I'm, I'm the, I'm the wrong person to yeah. ask. I'm the wrong person to ask about you're drawbacks. Be, you're going to be biased, aren't you? I am. That's I, a, well, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be misconstrued as being biased because I don't think that I am. Yeah. But you know, from a from an outside view, of course, it's going to look that way. Twenty one years every day. How how many days is that? So, <laughs> three hundred and sixty five times twenty one. That's seven thousand six hundred and sixty-five days of my life, I've uh, I've yeah. dedicated I've dedicated towards this, right? So it'd be a hell of a twist now if you said don't do it. <laughs> yeah, sack it off. Terrible. It's all right. Yeah, just, just get, you'll be all right without it. <laughs> get, get Google, get Siri, get an Alexa, get a Cortana, get I don't know whatever BlackBerry's version of it is. I'm sure they've probably got one. Get a Butler. Um, <laughs> Just win the lottery. Just You'll win never the lottery. have to use the noggin again. Yeah. No. Realistically, right? Realistically. In in terms of in terms of uh, benefits, the benefits are going to be different depending depending upon what kind of vocation you're using your deductionist skills in. Whether you're using it as a part of your job or your everyday or both or mm. you know social, it, it, it's it's going to differ. It's going to differ, uh, and in terms of answering that, that's not really a specific response that can be yeah. given. It, it, there isn't one. 
because ultimately, if you're going to take the time to learn this, then you're going to have the ultimate people skill. You are going to have information that nobody else does. You are going to have details that nobody else does. You are going to have skills that nobody else does. You are going to be further ahead of the field than everybody else. You're going to be able to make informed decisions ahead of everybody else on you know, every individual aspect of wherever you're using it. This is how far ahead of the game it can get you. And, and, and I suppose one of the drawbacks of, you know, of uh, committing, a, you know, a, a decent... A mind you, felony. Yeah, committing a mind felony. Um, you know, uh, borrowing information without the inclination to give it back. <laughs> um, is, is it just, it takes a lot of time and a lot of diligence to be able to do. So like the way I liken it is this. So you see that. Mm -hmm. Everyone can learn how to do that. Everyone can. You know, un unless you're unfortunate enough to be afflicted with some kind of illness that prevents you from having fingers, everyone can. There was a there was a, a guy I saw at Blackpool. I think he might have been there that year. He had, um, uh, I think it was meningitis at yeah. one point. Was he it meningitis? Was, he was. He was. Had he got three fingers on one hand? Was it or one? A couple of fingers were quite short. Yeah. But it's, on his business card, it said it said fingers so fast you can't even see them, <laughs> which is absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Which is brilliant. What a, if you, if you look at the uh, absolutely, if you look at the sleight of hand work of Marty Gilbert, I think he fooled Penn and Teller as well. I, okay. I, I don't know what the technical ramifications of his disabilities are, but he doesn't have hands. He doesn't have them. Oh wow. Uh, and and he can still do all of the sleight of hand stuff with with cards and whatever. But the the point that I'm making with with this is that anyone can learn it. Mm. Anyone. No door is shut. No, it will just take time. It will just take patience. And in terms of how good you want to get at it, just depends on how much effort you want to place into it, which is only going to be offset by how relevant it is to your life. Yeah. So to me, being able to do something like this worked because I used to perform sleight of hand magic and it was a great kind of show off piece that I could do that, you know, and then I started working on going forwards and backwards and going, oh, sorry, because of the, con like you go all over either side of the fingers and you work on, on this kind of stuff um, and the like, and, and, and it works within that area because yeah. having that kind of, dexterity is something that you that you need to be able to have because it's it works within i realize i flashed a bunch then but i don't care that was that was just me uh, talking about the you, you know the point it has to be yeah. relevant to you in terms of how far you're going to take it so in terms of the drawbacks they're going to exist if it's getting in the way of other things that you want to do. So if the, if the deductive element needs to be secondary to, to other things, that's going yeah. to be a drawback because there's other overriding mental factors to that. But if the deductive skills are primary to what you're doing, mm. what are the drawbacks? Yeah, exactly. What so, are the drawbacks? 
as an add-on to, to that question, when you were first starting out and learning all this, and you know, you're putting the time in and it was taking a while, uh, or if it didn't take a while, uh, but during that learning curve, do you remember the first time you benefited from it? Oh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Was it like a certain circumstance or instance, or was it just something that you knew you certainly you suddenly had something and it was benefiting your life overall what at, at the risk of sounding virtually hippie-esque um because i'm not <laughs> if, if if i'm so far away from that but in terms of what i chose to do with it i could yeah. be of benefit to others um yeah. uh, in in this particular moment so um at, at the time like when i was i was about 16 17 uh, and I'm teaching martial arts a lot. Like, so at that age, I'm teaching members of the police who've been involved in the police for like 15, 20 years and the like. And yeah. they're, they're, they're running through different scenarios. And I remember feeding them back information uh, in terms of how they should be dealing with these kind of endeavors. And each time you saw them just go, that, that kind of shoulder drop. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's right he's right that was that was the real kind of moment for me that all of this it it pays off you know in yeah. terms of going through this i can i can either help somebody else stay safe or i can help myself stay safe if i'm in this kind of scenario which yeah. as as you'll know from hanging around with me i'm quite gobby so it is does have, have the potential to be on the cards at times but mate that it, it's sort of something we don't actually touch upon um in i don't think we've mentioned it before but these things aren't just necessarily like we've talked about how they can help yourself mm. and how they can help you with whatever uh, endeavor you're going about doing or job or per things in your personal life but when you mentioned there about being of service to others as well mm. i don't want to sound like a you know preacher like oh you must give yourself and your skills and your talent to care and whatnot for others but a lot of people you know who learn this stuff for mm. you know things like in their personal lives with their family or the partners or their job or to help people in general their job could be about helping people yeah. and this sort of stuff can benefit in that way as well it's not mm. necessarily uh, just sort of attached to solely benefit yourself it benefits others in your life as well 100% mate 100% like I, I, I've not crunched the numbers but a, a, a large proportion of my students are counsellors or therapists or work in the police you know or work in some kind of service towards other people Yep. Not 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 customer service because um, I think I just commiserate with them over how much the the general populace discuss them on a on a general <laughs> basis. But coming from a background of of stoicism uh, yep. in terms of that kind of philo philosophical output, um, a, a great length of time is taken towards taking care of yourself so that you can do this for other people because yeah. so very few people are pre aren't prepared to be able to go through that journey and I, i'm just gonna just gonna jump into the comments um as well just because people are saying some some relevant stuff um uh, dave's here dave my canadian friend from across the board um border 
rather. <laughs> board being the short word for board. He's board here. Dave's Dave's in the Memory Palace course as well. Great to nice. see you here, mate. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, a few comments re revolving around it. Certainly not being an easy subject and it needs to be in integrated. You need to be motivated. Uh, people lacking yeah. the will or the commitment. Of, of course, that's right. Uh, Huda, there you go. Huda's a cognitive behavior therapist and a mental health counselor um, nice. as well. So it, it's great that we have, um, uh, you know, people that are willing to take on all of this extra information and take on all of this extra benefits so that they can provide it for others that don't or can't, you know, I mean, yeah. let's not split hairs over who can be asked or who hasn't got the opportunity. Either way, they don't have the information we do. So why shouldn't we be able to help them, uh, you know, in, in some degree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think give back then, doesn't it? In a sense of yeah. what, like what you're doing, you're teaching people to do this as well. If you didn't think it was a benefit to to others, and it was just to yourself, you wouldn't be doing this. Otherwise, what what would be in it for you? Of course, you can still right. sort of do this stuff uh, while not necessarily advocating it to other people. You could just do it for yourself, couldn't you? And perform live in videos. We do for with what we do with the Duchess web series started out as entertainment, but mm. then we broke that down into categories of importance, like especially in the first series, it was categories of important yeah. things about uh, our daily lives, observation, memory, physical side. It was about highlighting the benefits basically of what you do. Mm -hmm. So that question at the start uh, in a way could really be sort of like a little segue to that web series, go watch that web series. Cause if you <laughs> want to know what the benefits are of this and want to see them in action, go see this web series because that is the first series knuckles down on what yeah. those are. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, what's, what's great about it as well. And I, I think the, the, the main change in where our direction of how we took the episodes, because I think the very first one was geared mostly towards entertainment. I think it was in between the first and second where we kind of went, we yeah. can, we can do something more with this because I remember us talking on the on the way home from a, from a gig that you were there to film me at, and um, so much was said for the people that were interested in how these things happen. I mean, obviously, you know, if if I ever did a trick for someone, I'd be like, "Well, it's a trick, whatever." <laughs> um, but like when when you when you break these down in terms of step by step, how you notice this and what you can do with that kind of information and the way it relates to other things, blah 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 blah, you sort of yeah. really kind of go wow like, <laughs> holy shit and that we uh, like I, I think it may have been on the drive back from devon which yeah. was unfortunately unfortunately when we got pulled over <laughs> <laughs> um yeah Good times, uh, we'll, man. Good we'll, we'll 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 come back to that story another day <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I remember us talking in terms of that change, and it was a case of uh, well, if the, consider the first one general, we'll do every episode focusing on another particular element, and we'll show people how what yeah. you know what what you can do with that kind of thing. Ultimately, yeah. leading to Ian doing it, um, Ian doing it as well. Yeah, it was kind of it structured again towards passing on those uh, those sort of skills and giving someone else a chance to do it themselves and not necessarily just being like you say about entertainment, but it's about showing the adaptability of it. 
almost like a spider's web and we were just looking to sort of see where it could begin and where it could move out to and then you know not necessarily uh is all of the the outcome of that going to get filmed because what mm. ian does now uh if that's a benefit to him he could then go on and teach that to someone else it won't necessarily be in a way it might not be in a web series or anything like that he might not choose to do anything like that mm. with it but he can then adapt it to his life and then maybe do something similar for someone else and that's absolutely at the end of the day giving people a chance to gain from this not just you know two guys trying to make a web series yeah and it just sticks to us it's about spreading those wings and seeing yeah. who else can it, well, it, get it's, drifted it's, under this it's thing. not it's not about us uh, in this kind of scenario you know we exactly. are goes back to we are the deductionists <laughs> we are the deductionists yeah exactly we are the deductionists you know It'd be nice to try and get Vin Diesel to do that line for us. I'll, <laughs> I'll have to get on the phone, see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be hard up for work since F9's like the bit highest grossing movie at the moment or something. He's got to be hot or struggling. He's got to be. But, what, but one of the most terrible films. <laughs> one of the most highest grossing, but oh my Lord. Yeah. Have you wow. seen it? I have. Yeah. Don't they go to like space or close to space at some point? Sort of, yeah. It's, oh, it's just... See, wow. it's be, it's be, it's becoming Sharknado, and it, essentially, it is. Of the this car. is a massive direct digression, and I will pull it back. I will pull it back. I will pull it back. Um, but like, uh, the reason I think that Hobbs and Shaw was so successful is because that knew it was virtually slapstick crazy. Yeah. It had Idris Elba going, "I'm Black Superman." Yeah, you know, come on. Whereas F Nine still pretends to be. It's supposed to be basis like in reality. last time, point break slash, you know, like, oh, two different worlds collide, and it's not really no. about that anymore. It's not really about no. the characters. It's more so about, like, oh, wow, they just, uh, that car flipped upside down and then hooked yeah. itself on a chain and vaulted from one skyscraper to another. Yeah. Of course, so, that's what cars can do. <laughs> Fast and Furious 10, when there's a time-traveling Sharknado in there, Mate, I wouldn't put it past it. Fast and Furious 10 and 11 are being filmed back to back and apparently oh are pushing God. the limits of physics and just natural law. And that's what I've read, yeah. Okay, <laughs> to possibly... circle it back. Yeah, yeah. To circle it back. Ian. So Ian is affectionately known as the constructionist um, now with him being a, a builder and the like. <laughs> and he, he uses these awareness skills that he has um, on... On, on on site i don't know what the official kind of word is for somebody that works in a, on a building yard or construction for like for those uh that, that are from overseas but he uses these kinds of uh, awareness skills and uh, observational skills and memorization skills that he has now mm. in order to be able to do his job but make sure everyone is as protected as as they possibly can be in any kind of environment and what was wonderful uh, in a weird kind of way is he he made a like a very sweet kind of endearing confession that i'm i'm purposefully not going to share because it was it was specific to to the group and he felt comfortable enough to be able to do it uh, so i'm going to honor him by by not sharing that um but in order to understand that journey that he's got on he, he spoke about where he came from to get to where he now yeah. is and it was it was incredible to hear it really was it really was That's incredible cool. to hear um it's done something for him as himself for his journey isn't it like yeah clearly i i don't know the specifics of it but from the sounds of things it sounds like 
he was trying to get from A to B and made it, which is what it's all about. 100%, mate. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll jump back into the uh, into the comments and stuff. Where are we? So, we're, uh, who does comment? He's not not arguing that the benefits of learning these skills are outweighed by the negative aspects, but everything has some negative side to it. Of course it does, right? But that will only exist if you acknowledge it. I suppose it's one of those as well, like, yeah, like you say, if you acknowledge it, and I suppose that's more of a personal thing as well, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You won't know those until you find out. And then mm -hmm. I would say whatever negative uh, thing you get from this, the benefits of it, can equalize that out that's the whole point of it whatever 100%. negative you get it, the actual teaching of this is basically about sort of wiping erasing the negative part out and looking at it a different way well, if, so if it sort of contradicts at, itself in a sense <laughs> absolutely, absolutely if if yeah. you know I, I was to share one of the possibly negative things that come up in terms of how committed I am to this and the way it would affect my relationship with previous partners now you know helping me to understand that Maddie is just perfect um, in that when I would do something or when I'm out and about and I'm thinking about things or I'm reading things or I'm working, you know, to, yeah. to use one, one of a better phrase, it would, it would irritate previous partners. It would cause tension between us. It would, yeah. you know, and that's, that could be misconstrued as a negative, but that kind of comes back to that kind of, BS feel good motivational quote thing that you see that you can't change the people around you, but yeah. you can change the people around you. That's it. I'm going to say it led you to Maddie. Of course. Right. Uh, of course. You know, she's, she's led me to evolve into the best Pokemon that I can be. <laughs> Get on your ride, you. <laughs> exactly. And she, and she keeps me in a ball as well. She lets me out at night sometimes. That's fine. <laughs> So uh, who, who, who <laughs> says that, that uh, this is the reason that she follows these shows? She learns a lot from us. Thank you. You are welcome, my dear. Thank you Brilliant. for sitting through our, our juvenile humor to get to the good stuff. Um, <laughs> it, it, oh, this this could be fun. This could be fun. Oh, well. Is is someone that is a deductionist much more inclined to adopt a belief that there is no God? I mean, we've. Who was it we spoke to? Uh, for, forget James his name. Brown. James Brown. He mentions, uh, I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning that he has religious, certain religious yeah, beliefs. Yeah, he's a religious. And religious talking to him from, from his point of view and how he spoke about what he does, uh, it didn't sound to me like it affected his religious beliefs. So it sounded, if anything, they supported that. It helped him understand um, his identity in a way and it helped reaffirm things i don't know if that has anything to do with that side of things i i suppose it would have to be from some someone from from maybe that personal but you know with shared yeah. beliefs and stuff like that maybe they could sort of find a way of yeah. answering that question but, I'd imagine. I, mean, I was just going to say for me it, it it doesn't affect that at all because they are they are two different things yeah They're, they are two different things and um you know, Mr. Mr. Pop culture reference for everything. If you look at um, the uh, the work of Dan Brown in the character that he created, uh, Robert Langdon, the ultimate kind of quest for information based in the real, exploring the information of history and symbols and how it relates to, you know, our everyday. 
and uh, I think it was it, it towards the end of Angels and Demons, um, yeah. where he was working in the Vatican and the like, and there was this question revolving around the Higgs boson particle, the God particle, uh, that you know the the quest to understand what started everything and the battle between religious beliefs in this particular area, mm. and. Um, the, I, I don't know if it was written for the film or the book. It's been a while since I've read the book, so I, I don't know. But either way, the line from Robert Langdon was, uh, faith is a gift that I have yet to receive. I like that. Right? In that, yeah. in that you can, you might not believe, but that doesn't mean that you can't respect other yeah. people's opinions or beliefs uh, in that area. Yeah. So in, in terms of... Um, adopting a belief that there is no God if you're a deductionist? Absolutely not, because you can have all of these sorts of verifiable levels of information and readable traits that, of everything that exists on Earth. But if there is something inside of you that, yeah. has, that has faith in this deity, because ultimately that's what it is, because you can't prove it. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> yeah. Which they would, I imagine they would say the same, wouldn't they? They can't prove it. That's why it's self-explanatory, isn't it? Exactly. So that's why it it comes back to that kind of faith faith aspect. And if you have faith in a god, more power to you. Yeah, more more power to you. If if you feel that way um, or have those beliefs, then it must be an amazing thing. Must be an absolutely amazing thing. I would never sort of advocate using what you learn to sort of knock those beliefs down. I've never seen you do it that way. I've always seen you be very respectful to people and there's a variety of people I've seen you meet before with different beliefs and different opinions about life and not of just course. religion, just different ways of life. Of course. And it's more so when we've uh, gone and uh, met these people, mm. I've seen you be very open and sort of willing to learn more than anything if anything, it's an open. It's opening a book with these things. It's not closing yourself off. I'm not saying you should like change your beliefs. It's not about that at all. It's just no. willing to know about them. Hundred percent. I, I mean, I, I don't think it can be refuted that knowledge is power. You know, power. You can you can do whatever you want with power. Yeah. But um, I, I think it was Ian Rowland, wasn't it, that mentioned about the, the the positive attitudes and benefits of getting to know your fellow man and your fellow woman and yeah, learning about their yeah. their lives, their experiences, their beliefs, their culture. If you've never met or spoke to anybody from that particular part of the world, then your job as a deductionist, if you have no books, research, knowledge, anything yeah. like that as a background, is to 100% learn from them. Yeah. Because that's going to be... Uh, go on, sorry. So it's not about looking down on them. It's about no. sitting down and looking up and listening. Being Absolutely. the student, not trying to pretend to be a... Ma- or trying to be a master above the others. Yeah. <laughs> I would pull out my light. I don't have one. I would use <laughs> the light on my torch, but you wouldn't be able to see it. It would be pointless. <laughs> I do need one of those fans you're getting in, in like... Uh... Uh, what a gospel church uh, yeah. and the like, where they have that incredible <laughs> music at the front. You see it at the scene. I think Blue it's at Brothers the start. Style. Blues Brothers, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was uh, Dan Aykroyd and is it is it James or John or Jake Belushi? I don't know. One of the yeah. Belushi. One of yeah, the Belushi. John Belushi. That's one. Yeah. Who? Jake Belushi. Jake Belushi. Jake Belushi. Oh, right. okay. Maddie knows. Jake Belushi. Fair enough. Um, I'll just wave this luminous sock instead. <laughs> I just have to do. 
my next bet. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Brilliant. So to that end, right, this the the the, the question points actually um actually lead into something fun that we are going to touch upon um in our next episode um because i like the fact that this has kind of been an uh an exploratory conversation about the uh you know the 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 kind of philosophy and the folklore of 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 being a deductionist but the spiritualist side of it yeah. yeah so next time um, we are going to discuss why the Aborigine elders are smarter than you. And I don't mean you specifically. <laughs> I've said nothing about them. <laughs> <laughs> There's one knocking on my door like, I've heard this guy, right? He's flexing like this. I've heard, I you don't know why he's doing it with his door. chest forward. <laughs> yeah. You open the guy. door and just go, oh, his name was Adam. <laughs> <laughs> he lives down there. No, I gave him <laughs> your address what? too. Yeah. <laughs> two seconds i've just heard the front door get kicked in. <laughs> don't do it don't do it it's a guy with a knife and a spoon don't do it <laughs> i have a luminous sock back <laughs> off <laughs> so uh, i've been um it, it's because no that was a whole load of collected noises and nonsense at the start uh as part of the memory palace course um i'm i'm covering everything so in terms of conventional methods but versus some of the lesser explored stuff. Okay. And so this comes from, uh, and I don't believe I've ever spoken to you about this either, but this is something that I've, I've kind of, when you, when you come to my house and you see like random bits of wood and things and everything knocking around everywhere, these are, these are memory boards. These are Lucasas, um, and which will be words that are going memory board way oh. over your head at the moment, but it, co- it comes from, Oh, I've nearly threw the book away. It comes from the work of this lady lynn kelly lynn kelly memory craft um she's got another one out as well that i'm I'm, i've only just discovered is um is available on audible and i'm loving the audible at the moment because the aussie lady that's reading it to me she's just got a really cool kind of down-to-earth radio voice Um, but the other one the other one's called memory code uh, okay. and, it, and it basically looks at the techniques that non-literate cultures would yeah. use to, to pass on levels of information and the like. Right. And if you look at the difference between non-literate and illiterate, illiterate are those that can't read and write in the world that has reading and writing there, you know. Mm. So if me and you lost the ability to read and write, we would be illiterate. But for those that don't have reading, don't have writing you know, for the Aborigine elders and the people that still live in tribes and the like, how do they pass on sometimes 30 generations of familial history? How do they pass on kind of these these mecha-level experiences where they'd go travelling hundreds of kilometres across the plains to get to a specific destination? You think about it, look at the bare plains of something like the Antarctic, where the Inuits live. Yeah. How do they go safely traveling from one place to the other when everything looks the same? This is true. <laughs> right. So how do they record their details, their information and, and the like? So right. we're, we're going to explore why, why these guys are just the smartest people and some of the techniques, right. By, uh, by notion of retention are just as, if not more vivid than um 
than some of the you know the the uh, the, the linking system or the pegging uh, and these other things so like i i recently uh relearned the the tube schedule for the stag do um okay. it, it's that not will, with that will help that will definitely help <laughs> yeah with with not being not being able to travel travel for a few years and not having been down to london for a year before that it's not yeah. something that i've readily topped up on so it, i took a good 20 minutes or so just to uh, take all the information then and you've got a, a number of different train lines each that will have somewhere between 50 and 30 different stops on so there's a number of different elements and now the entire series of the London Underground is contained within the Muse album Origin of Symmetry. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> right? The, 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 it's, like it. it's contained within there, and it's using the technique that they developed that's known as song lines. Okay. Um, and we, we will explore this next time in terms of the benefit of it, how they, how they train their memories through singing, through movements, through holes in wood uh, if you look at the inuit tribes they knot ropes in specific ways to form mnemonic reminders towards lineage of past and present oh, the, wow. the lynn, lynn kelly she has the entire localized species of birds which is um 717 bird species including their latin names including their flight patterns including what they eat uh, in, including a bunch of other stuff wow. all encoded to a piece of wood I, that's intense right that's not honest if you I, I don't get me wrong right if you're not interested in any of this kind of stuff it is a challenging read and it is a uh, it is a challenging uh, 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 listen if you're coming across some of the podcasts. But to hear her speak, this woman has a font of knowledge on everything. Like she she speaks about using the skies uh, yeah. and the changing patterns as a memory space, using the sky. Uh, and uh, she's she uh, it's not her but it's the way it's written um in the book yeah. so it's the memory code she talks about just memorizing time you know from be yeah. from prehistory to history to the beginning to right the way towards the end so she's got like millions of years encoded into the sky that's mad i mean she sounds like she'd be an incredible geographical orienteer <laughs> so if i ever get lost in the woods i want her with me <laughs> that yeah, sounds I like I'm, I'm, an incredible I'm, thing she's got going there mate i'm gonna i'm gonna send her a couple of messages as well see if i can try and get her on here um can we have your brain <laughs> yeah, why yeah. Not? if you won't give us an interview just send me little slips of your gray matter and we will eat them and therefore become <laughs> smarter by osmosis you'll handle this um um so yeah that's that's some of the things that we're going to look at uh next time as well just so you know what's coming but to to finish this off in terms of question time as we're getting close to the hour mark um okay so there's a couple that have just come in uh do you believe that although these skills can be learned by anyone it's only a certain personality personality type which gravitates towards these subjects and will commit to learning them no uh in a in a nutshell no i i i don't i don't at all my experience of the the wide variety of of people and students that that train with me that i've met come from 
far too many and varied a background for to the be for there to be a, a, a common sort of um, origin story uh, yeah. a, a, about people uh, to get here. Like the the, the general ethos uh, around it is that that the, there's a form of uh, being ostracized from groups, so you're left watching others uh, in this particular moment to gain a fascination from a kind of cellular level in terms of that ability to observe and read information from the outside looking in but god there's there's some of the most friendly outgoing popular um human beings that i've ever spoke to yeah there's there's no one kind of um commonality uh, yeah that, that i found in that particular not, in that not particular, like, a, like a death eater no, yeah, no, <laughs> stormtrooper. No, not at all, not at all. So yeah, if if you want to look at um, any sort of mitigating deciding factors, it it may fall in the lines of a need to be there for others, a need to help others in hmm. whatever form that is. Yeah, you know, whether you're looking to provide a better service as a salesperson or you're looking to work. Um, in the forces or teaching or anything in between you're looking to be there for other people that might be a, a commonality I guess uh, Dave has mentioned that um, Lynn Kelly is always impressive Dave we are we are crossing this bridge in full in detail <laughs> um, you, you're going to walk away with song lines Lucas's whomping belts um, uh, everything um, uh, after after session four um, where are we so Mazza's here hey Mazza um uh, where are we? So uh, here we go. How do I motivate my 16-year-old son to apply for college or sixth form because of the COVID epidemic? It's affected his grades and behavior and motivation. Wow, that is a uh, that is a huge um, a huge huge thing to undertake in in the form of what could only be a, a, a kind of few minute response. So take whatever response I give you with the hugest pinch of salt um, that you can possibly muster because I, much like every other parent on the planet, fly by the seat of my pants <laughs> half of the time. There, there is no, there's no book for this. There's no book for parenting at the best of times. God bless you. Let alone, let alone during a pandemic where you're stuck around them all day, every day, and they're losing their minds because of boredom um, and the like. But to that end, if you're looking to encourage motivation for, for these kinds of um, uh, aspects of their life, and if they don't currently have that at the moment, right, what you would need to change is their connection towards the task, the information, whatever's in front of them and where they are at the moment. That's what you need to change. So you need to help them view that in a different way. In the same thing that when I taught teenagers the periodic table, we did it through superheroes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was the battle of it captain men it was the battle of captain mendel versus goldman uh to you know in terms of mendelevium versus gold and the properties that would go on there would affect their battle and the like 
um, and these experiences, they get to understand the information in a way that affects them differently, you know, which will be different from person to person to person. Of course it will. But what we have, uh, what we have a tendency to do in this scenario is take the view of the parent uh, in that we are looking too far ahead. You need to go to college because you need a good job and you know you don't want to be left without qualifications in the future because you're left aimless, the potential of dead end and all of these other affected parental worries creep into your head. Emotional qualities are antagonistic to clear reasoning every time. Every time. Yeah. So some of the things that I did with, I, I've done with mine over the years, if there's ever something that they are reticent towards getting involved in, I ask them why. With, without judgment. Yeah. Not, not uh, you know, I, I don't know, you, you know, you or your parenting skills or whatever, but I've seen it happen a number of times is for you to go, why? Hmm? Why? And to take that kind of hierarchical step, but as opposed to genuinely, inquisitively looking to understand their opinion however dumb or spot on or misguided or nonsensical or whatever it is however that might come out as soon as you pin your ears back and listen you're able to reshape it moving forwards you're able to reshape it moving forwards and that's how you can help them grow in a way that they didn't previously want to in that moment, because you're helping them understand the benefits of something that they seem to be out of their touch. Like if you tell them that, you know, you're going to learn the periodic table and they haven't at least got a vested interest in science, 90% of them would just go, <laughs> but do the teenage version of just fuck off, you know, like <laughs> I really aren't interested in doing that. But if you spoke about um, uh, understanding the material that will help you progress moving forwards, right? So we've got this battle of uh, of, uh, of, of, of Dr. Mendel versus Goldman, and they're in this particular container. And when they battle at these kind of levels and these kind of weights, this happens to everything else because of their reaction. And you explain it in a way that, that uh, they don't previously see this information as. So currently they would have a reticence towards applying for college or applying for sixth form or tests or whatever else is coming up at this particular time so i think you know you do a levels and the like when you're when you're in college oh, gcse sorry you're going to college and the like so there's a lot of tests and it is dull mm. <laughs> it's dull <laughs> okay who you are it's boring yeah it's There's boring. no way to get around that. <laughs> exactly. So th this is why I'm an advocate of, of memory skills, because you take that which is dull and boring and you make it fun because you get to imagine all manner of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, all manner of weird stuff uh, in, inside of your head as a way to relate those details. And you ultimately change your physiology, which changes your your pathology your you know your thinking around certain certain topics and i'm not saying it's a quick fix of course it's not it's it's like it's like oh nothing is i think if something's a quick fix it's never going to work is it i yeah, I, I absolutely it's something that's been watered down filtered or it's just going to have a, a poor plaster put over it but if you're told something's going to be very quick it's probably not worth doing 100 <laughs> percent 
I've got such a horrible, dirty joke that I could have added to that then, but I won't do it. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't, because we'll keep this element pure. That, yeah. that kind of felt very, very relevant, very pertinent. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and very significant. So that's what we're coming up to next time, guys, in terms of um, where we are uh, for the episode. We've got some more stuff that we're filming um, over the next couple of days, hopefully. Oh. You know, because things keep getting eased in steps um, in the UK. So the more things are eased, the quicker we can get things done yeah. um, in, in terms of um, uh, the devil's illusion. Uh, moving on to the last deduction and the like. And uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a real lot of fun stuff planned. Uh, oh, we're yeah. going we're going to a, a, a trampoline arena soon to um to film the next episode of i memorize um <laughs> try and get the backflips in <laughs> um so yeah that's that's what's coming um and next time we're going to look at some prehistoric memory methods um so yeah thanks for thanks for tuning in guys um th this originally had a plan but you guys were so vocal uh and such good questions that we thought we'd uh, we'd kind of explore the uh, the theoretical route a little bit more. I like um, it uh, in terms of this. We try and make this podcast yeah. as well rounded as possible. It's not just juvenile humour <laughs> and me and Adam <laughs> giggling about lots of inappropriate things that we really shouldn't do. But there we are. We're adults. We would do it more if anything. <laughs> we are. We are. Yeah. Well, no. Of course we're not. We are. But I, no, I appreciate the sort of way we do it as well. We do delve into serious yeah. topics from time to time yeah. we pick our moments it's what we do absolutely yeah so to everyone well, around the world that's tuned in uh hope you are all keeping safe and well in your respective territories uh my brain was searching for covid relevant information then i was like no it's probably it's probably changed um, what, I, what in, i heard was keep to your territories <laughs> <And I> was, <laughs> ben <laughs> yeah keep to your territories your territories uh, yeah, well, if you if you've seen a quiet place too, you really have to keep in yeah, inside yeah. your territories. Yeah. What a Stay great film that is. Um, so yeah, uh, we're we're leaving basically. <laughs> we're going now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>